You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones they fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another session of Chris Spiracy. I am your host, Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where we continue to break the matrix. Um, I have a special guest with me today. I had the pleasure of being on his podcast a, f- a few months back already. Um, and it was a really good conversation. I really liked the way he formats the pod. I love the random questions that we were, that we talked about on the second half of the pod. And um it was just a it was like I kind of told my backstory how I kind of really got into potting and stuff like that. So it was, it was a good it was a good introduction to, you know, to me, Chris X Matt. So, and I'll have that link in the description if you guys want to go check it out as well. You're going to have to sign up and, and to hear it, but hey, it's 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 worth it. He had a lot of good content on his website that uh for his subscribers actually um, he's constantly putting out podcasts and he's actually one of the original, I would say one of the original everything fake people. Um, I didn't know about him back in the day. He came across my timeline when someone alley-ooped him to me and, you know, we, we were supposed to talk about fake dinosaurs and we didn't really get into the fake dinosaur things. Well, I went on his pod, so I didn't really, we kind of talked about what he wanted to talk about, but now he's on conspiracy. So today on conspiracy, we're joined by the young brother, John Laban. How you doing today, sir? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, as for the chat that we had, that was almost three months ago. I'll make sure that you can share that with your audience if you want. The The first hour was the most important. You can just share that with uh, your audience and they should check it out. It was a good chat. Yes, and it was. your story, how you got here was, I thought it was very interesting. And most of the comments that were left by the members of my site were positive and it was a terrific chat. And that was almost three months ago. Can you believe that? The time is just flying. Yeah, it is flying. That it seems like it was longer, but I'm, yeah, you would know more. So damn, three months. So it's been three months, John. What's what's been going on in your life? How's everything going on in your reality in your matrix? Well, I've uh, I've moved to a new place. I was in a, a little town when I spoke to you last. I was in a little ski town in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. and uh, now I've moved to a city. And uh, I've been here for a few weeks and I'm enjoying it, you know, when you come to a new place and every day is a new adventure and so far so good. And yeah, the world just keeps getting crazier and crazier and I just keep making videos about it and podcasts and writing articles and yeah, I don't know what to expect anymore. I mean, it looks like the world is opening up, which I didn't think it would, but different countries are opening up and you can go and travel again. And I'm starting to get my hopes up that maybe Mm -hmm. most of the madness, the worst of it is behind us, but I don't know to get my hopes up too high, but we'll see what happens. And yeah, since I last spoke to you, I've just been doing the same thing, doing more and more interviews, speaking to more people. I spoke to some of your peers, some of the people who you mix with on Twitter. I've spoken with uh, Human Vibration mm-hmm. and with the Black Pill Radio people and like a few of the people that you might be familiar with and your audience is familiar with. So I've gotten a better idea of all of you uh, new crew, if I can <laughs> say that respectfully. You guys have all come out of the woodworks in the last couple of years and it's good to see. So yeah, I'm just enjoying getting into this Twitter scene and seeing what you guys are doing and yeah, just, uh, just doing more and more of the same old. You have, you have been more active on, on Twitter recently. 
I've seen that. I remember you when we were talking. You kind of you kind of said you were not scared to get on Twitter, but you thought the way censorship worked that you were surprised that we were able that all you know all the people that you had on your that you just named on your show like you were surprised how we were able to get away with a lot of the things that we were pointing out. Yeah, I was super naive. Like I didn't understand just how much you can say on Twitter, and I also didn't understand how effective Twitter is for finding people with similar opinions, because on YouTube it's just the content creators who find each other. You don't really follow each other's channels in the comments. Yeah. But with Twitter, if you see a comment you like, you just press follow. So you can find the kind of people you're looking for much faster. I never understood that. So this year has been a big uh, eye-opener for me in a good way, in a positive way. And yeah, my Twitter is is going well, which I never would have thought of myself as being a Twitterer. But here we are <laughs> and I check my Twitter every day now. And yeah, it's, so far it's working out well. So that's one of, like, there's an example of something where like you think that you're smart, you think you understand different things, but then something new comes along or something right. you haven't looked at comes along. Oh, actually, this is way better than I thought. So credit to you and credit to the others. You guys were uh, five steps ahead of me on Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, okay, we're five steps ahead, but you, I, I feel like once I came across your content, I really saw what you're about. And when we had our conversation, I realized, well, you, you told me that you've done this, that you're part, I, I feel like you're part of the original everything fake people, you know, you've been debunking hoaxes and, and, and kind of breaking things down. Where did that journey begin for you? Well, back in 2013, I was, uh, I spent the whole year sober. For some reason, I wanted to just stop drinking for a few months and that turned into a whole year. Mm-hmm. And then I had all this extra spare time. Like when you stop drinking, if you're someone who drinks regularly, when you stop, you've got all this extra time. And somehow I came across this video on YouTube of someone showing the Boston, the so uh, there was an event in Boston, right? Back in 2012 or 13. And this person showed the, the victims being fake. And I was like, what? And then like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then one thing led to another. Next, I'm looking at the event from the school shooting at that school in uh, Connecticut. And then all of a sudden, I was like plunged into this whole new world of, hold on, the news is lying to me. And this was around about 2013. And very quickly, I was passionate about it because I was like, this is, you can't do this. You can't lie to me on the TV. Like someone has to get the, <laughs> we have to get the word out about this. Yeah. And at the time, there was a very popular uh, YouTube, well, there's a few popular YouTube channels and they started working together. They started doing live shows together every week. Mm. So all of a sudden you had these different people on YouTube breaking down the different hoaxes. They got together, started a weekly show. They were getting these big live audiences. The comments was going nuts. This is all when Google Hangouts was still very new and the whole thing was very exciting. So I got involved with that group of people and then I started my own podcast with a couple of guys in Australia. I was living in Australia at the time. When was this? The pod- when did the podcast come in? That was 2014. My wow, so you were early. Okay. We began in October of 2014. So we did that for about a year. During that time, I started my own YouTube channel. And then at the beginning of 2015, there was this big event all over the internet. Uh, basically, February, March of, of 2015, there was this guy called Mark Sargent. And he had this video series that was super popular. And it was called Flat Earth Clues. And he had these <laughs> nine or ten clues where he like revealed the flat earth truth. And this got so popular that anyone who was podcasting in this scene, like anything to do with the so-called truth, we were just getting bombarded by people saying, talk about this, we want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. So it's inevitable that you start looking into it. And then I found out that, yeah, I had been lied to about where we live, the shape of the earth, all this kind of stuff. And then that leads into looking into things like dinosaurs and evolution. And so by the end of 2015, I pretty much had become skeptical of, 
of just about everything. And then by this stage, my YouTube channel was growing and I had built up my own small audience. And then uh, 2016, I, I got a new job, a full-time job. And, but I was still doing YouTube like after work, like I'd go to work, come home, do YouTube, mm -hmm. right? On weekends, maybe spend a day with a friend or whatever. But then on the other day, back to the YouTube, like it was, yeah. I was working flat out. I was, it was crazy, but I was still passionate about the, the truth stuff, but I was trying to earn money and the, the real job as well, the so-called real job. And then uh, halfway through 2016, I quit that job for various reasons. And then I had a, a bunch of money saved up and I was like, I'm just going to live off that money and try and build up the website like with a membership section, this kind of thing. And that worked out uh, fairly well because in the end I was able to uh, get to a stage where I could leave Australia and come to these low cost of living countries. So that's what I did. And then I left Australia at the beginning of 2019. And for the last two and a half years, I've just been living in cheap, cheapo countries <laughs> and living off the revenues of the website and trying to produce content on these topics. So Damn. it's been a crazy seven years, Chris. I'm telling you, like, I can't believe, I can't believe what's happened, man. I, sometimes I look out over this balcony here in Plovdiv, uh, Bulgaria. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? When I got into this, this was never meant to happen, okay? Yeah. Everything just happened, a little step here, a little step here, this here, this there. And next thing you know, you're, you're looking out of the balcony thinking to yourself, what the hell am I doing with my life? How did this happen, Chris? But here we are, I'm not complaining. I get to speak with people like you. I get to chat with people in the comments and I get lots of nice emails and every now and then a bad email, but mostly positive stuff. And yeah, I mean, I can't complain, but the point of my story to you is, yeah, this all started 2013, 14, but it was, this was never meant to happen. <laughs> Not in my mind anyway. Yeah. It wasn't meant to follow this path. It's just, uh, it's crazy what can happen. So the, it's out of your hands. You just, you just got to go with the flow and one day you wake up and you're implovative. It sounds crazy, <laughs> but that's it, what happened. That's a, that's a reality I, I'm aspiring to achieve, you know, soon as well. But so the initial, the initial conspiracy, I guess, that, that, took, that led you down this journey was the flat earth. That's what really got you going. Well, not really, because it or was just, the, what I call media fake. Media, okay, so the yeah. shootings right. and the bombings, you know, and the terror events, that was really my entry point. But, and the reason why that's important is because the TV can lie. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean that all of the education system is wrong, mm -hmm. or all of the elites are wrong, or even the government. I mean, in theory, you could have a fake school shooting and most of the government, the, you know, so-called government being oblivious. Yeah. It's a, it's a much smaller step. Then when you get into things like the shape of the earth, now it's not just a TV that's wrong. It's pretty much everybody around you is wrong. So that's, that's a whole new level. So for me, the, the school shootings and that were like the entry level. Yeah. And then Flat Earth came along in 2015. And uh, then I started interviewing Flat Earth. It's had a show called The Ball Earth Skeptic Roundtable. It was the first weekly show to chat with Flat Earthers. The first one back in 2015. Mm. And so it was myself. We had two Flat Earthers on the panel. And then every week we'd have a new guest, a new popular flat earther. This was back when there was lots of uh, flat earth YouTubers growing. And so they'd come on the show as a guest and I would be the skeptic and the host. And I'd say, well, how about this? How about that? Mm -hmm. And they would all just have a chat. It was friendly. It was, this was back when flat yeah. earth wasn't a religion yet. This was back when it was just like <laughs> a, a topic to talk about. You yeah. know what I mean? This was before it became like a cult, like a dogma. And so it was fun. But then after about 12 weeks of that, I was like, well, I've, I've, I've chatted enough about this topic. You know what I mean? I, right. I know all the arguments. I've read them. I've literally read the Flat Earth books. I've literally read the science textbooks to find out the official story. I know both sides of this debate. I, I get it. I want to move on with my life. And I had no idea then that, what is it now, six years later, 
six years later, people are still talking. I'm like, what? Yeah. If you could go back to 2015 and tell the younger version of me, hey, bro, you can walk away from Flat Earth, but it's still going to be here in six years. I'd be like, no way, man. That's, you're, you're joking. You're joking. But here we are. <laughs> it's still a thing. Yeah. It's, it actually, it's even, like you said, it did become a cult. And now even people are, I feel like flat earth people even question the flat earth now too. I just think now we're at a point where we just, we don't, we don't know what we live on. If it's flat, it's flat. If it's round, it's round. But I don't think people, well, people like us, I don't think we really invest too much time into it no more, you know? Because we have heard both sides of the argument. But I lean more to it, towards it being a plane, you know, being more flat. That's, that's what I lean towards. But at the end of the day, I don't care, you know, if it's flat or round. But that's six, you know, that's six years later, and it was, and it's interesting what you said, you know, like that you were able. Now you're at this point where you're living off of uh, your your website and things like that. Because I think everyone that right now that's that's starting their podcast, that's doing their thing in this in this community, I think we're all aspiring to do what you what you've done, where you be able, you're able to monetize off your audience. But again, like a lot of us have just started, and you've been doing it for six years, so it makes sense that you build an audience and you were able to capitalize your small audience off YouTube and take them to to a website. Yeah, and the thing with that is that when I started, there was no Patreon. Like, there was no such thing as Patreon when I started doing this. Nobody was really making money doing this. I mean, Joe Rogan is very different. He's effectively the establishment. He's mainstream. Right. And he's been podcasting for so long now. Uh-huh. But in terms of people at our level, no, there was um, Greg Carwood had already monetized his website. He was doing, like, he was starting to make, make uh, big inroads there. But apart from him there really wasn't the financial element of podcasting at our level at that stage. And then Patreon came along and slowly but surely people started to, to warm up to this idea that, Hey, we should support independent media. And that slowly became a thing. So I've been here for long enough to remember what it was like when people would say, Oh, anybody who charges any money, he's a paid shield. Like I I remember back when that was the, (laughs) that was the attitude. Whereas now, I mean, some people still have that attitude, but not as much. But yeah, seven years ago, anybody who was accepting money, I mean, it was just, you were asking to get called a paid shill. That was just, that came with the territory. But I think now people have grown up a little bit. And I know that the Black Pill Radio podcast people, they're on Rockfin. And I know that like Rockfin now is starting to get big. And I think we'll see more and more of this, more people saying, yeah, I'm, I'm spending money on alcohol or on food that I don't need or yeah. on all kinds of stuff I don't really need. Why shouldn't I put a bit of money into independent media? I think more people are starting to to realize the logic in that. Right. It's taken a long time. I can tell you that. Taking a long, long time. Yeah, the creators are definitely winning now. I feel like we have we have more power than the than the corporations as far as uh, controlling the narrative and controlling our own narratives and stuff like that. You know, I don't think people the the mainstream media they're losing a lot of views every day. You know, I think people whether people are not on the same wave, wavelength as us. They still watch the news and like, oh, they lying to us now. But by now, if you still think COVID is a real thing, I mean, there's really no hope for you. I feel like I, I'm like something has to tell you in your soul that what they're telling you is not about health. This is, the pandemic was not about health. These vaxes are not. There's no way in a year you can have something come out. There's no way that you can think something is going to make. It's not even a cure. First of all, it's not even FDA approved. So people are kind of seeing it. They're seeing the holes in the in the narrative, but they're still very. They're still waiting for the TV to tell them what's next, though. So it's, it's still very, I don't know. So I think you're right, where people are rather spend $5 to subscribe to someone's, you know, Patreon, your website, or buy me a coffee, whatever. So it's interesting where we're going as creators. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm subscribed to like seven or eight different people on Patreon. You know what I mean? Like seven or eight. And I'm happy with that. And every month the money comes out and I'm like, good. I'd write, that's, I think at the moment my monthly Patreon bill is about 50 bucks or 60 bucks. And I'm like, good. That's 50 or 60 bucks. That's still less than I spend on alcohol every month easily. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's less than I spend on something to inebriate myself. Right. It's not that much money to me. It's when I look at where I spend, I think for a lot of people, the issue is they don't really realize where they spend their money. If they could actually sit down and see an itemized, here's how much you spent on drugs. Here's how much you spent on alcohol. Here's how much you spent on food. You didn't like, that wasn't good for you. Right. Right. If they could go through item by item and then see down the bottom here, here's how much you spent on independent media. It might click it. Actually, you know what? I, my priorities, my, because people mm-hmm. talk about how much they care about the so-called truth. And it's like, well, if you can see, I mean, according to this chart that we've got, it looks mm-hmm. like you care about alcohol and drugs a lot more than the so-called truth. Like, I think if people <laughs> could visualize it, it, it might be, you know, maybe more people would be on board. But yeah, I support seven or eight different people on Patreon. And yeah, I'm happy that I do that. It's money what, well spent, if you ask me. What inspired you to uh, stop drinking that year? Like why, why? Like why wasn't it calling you? No well, more? this was that was that was 2013. So in 2012, I would have turned 25, and I guess which is still young. Every now and then, you just well, maybe this doesn't happen to you, but for some of us, we're very stupid, and every now and then we get drunk, and like we just wake up feeling feeling bad about it. Like, no, nah, I'm drinking too much, kind of thing. Right. And I've been feeling that way for months, and then I thought, you know what? I'll just stop drinking for a couple of months. You know, starting on New Year's of 2013 mm-hmm. i'm just gonna have a couple of months off and then after a couple of months i felt great and i was like oh i'll just go six months and after six months i was like i'm gonna go the whole year and uh, that's exactly what i did and some would say that i probably should have stayed off it forever but in the end i started drinking again and like i'm not drinking tonight but <laughs> i drink every now and now and then these days but yeah 2013 was a good year i i got a lot done and i i think i progressed as a person because sure. I just had all this extra time. You know what I mean? When you've got all this yeah. extra time because you're not hung over, you're not sleeping in. Uh, I, I didn't really go out much that year because if I'm not drinking, I don't really feel like going out most of the time. So I had all this extra time to just do different things. And uh, yeah, I think it's not a coincidence that that was the year where I found these videos. Or did I find the videos or did the videos find me? This is something that we speak about a lot on mm. my website, this idea of, you know, what, what, is it, what are these algorithms right. that recommend us videos? You know what I mean? One day I'm sitting there at my computer and somehow YouTube plays me a video, a conspiracy video. I'm pretty sure I didn't go looking for it. And suddenly I'm watching this guy explain how, hold on, these victims are meant to be dying. Notice how they're all getting up, walking around. Notice how their, their jeans or their pants, they're not ripped from an explosion. They've been cut with scissors. I'm like, yeah, yeah. actually I do notice that. How did this video get recommended to me? Like, cause those recommendations, however it happened, sent me on a path that eventually led to me having a website where I talk about all kinds of hoaxes. Yeah. Maybe that never would have happened had the algorithms not made those recommendations. And regardless of how it happened, I don't think I would have been sitting at the computer that day if I was, um, if I was still drinking that year, yeah. I just had all this extra time and maybe I was more clear minded too. Yeah. Maybe I had been recommended those videos previously. But I was just, you know, in a mind fog. Whereas that year, no, I was sharp as a tack. And right. So yeah, what the point of my story is, I don't think it's a coincidence that that year was where it all began. It's not a coincidence. Even earlier, you were talking about how you, people don't realize how much they spend money on, you know, alcohol, weed, and all this stuff. And you know, I recently stopped. I recently stopped, I've been two months sober already of smoking weed, and the same thing too, where I realized 
damn, I spent so much. I was spending at least three hundred to five hundred dollars a month on on weed, and then, like the and I don't even know where where it's being sourced from, right? So I don't even know if I'm smoking good like weed that doesn't have no pesticides, and I'm pretty sure it did have some you know chemicals on it because I've been off of it for the last two months, and I feel so much clearer. I see, I don't feel clouded. I don't feel sluggish. Um. I'm I've been getting more things done. I'm more alert of things. My and even like the biggest test to me was my anger, you know, because it was so easy to just get mad at something when you're driving road rage or at work it pisses you off and you come home and it's like you smoke. Oh, I'm gonna smoke it. I'm gonna smoke. I need to smoke. I need to smoke. That dependency. And I agree with where you you just get so clear minded and you start focusing on different things. And since I've stopped smoking, I've been focusing so much on you know trying to build this my this I'm in my. This is the first time I actually record in my studio. <laughs> I'm in my studio now. I've been building it up for the last four, five months, four months. And um, I'm almost ready to, you know, debut my other. My, I'm trying to bring back my other podcast. So I was, I've been really able to focus on on different things and not get too caught up in having people come over and smoke or going out and buying some weed and, you know, meeting up with other people and smoking. And just it's crazy what you could accomplish when you do give up some of some of your vices. Well, congratulations on that, man. Two months. Very well done. You're looking good, by the way. And so is your studio. It's uh, fantastic. Thank you. I need to do something similar, actually. As you can see, I've got a very bare... This is an Airbnb. I, I live in Airbnbs. This is a very <laughs> bare-looking place. But if I had a long-term place, I'd do something similar to what you've done there. That looks yeah. very cool. Do you plan to start making videos, yes. podcasts, like Joe Rogan style? Yeah, I have three cameras. Yeah, everything. everything's coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have a bunch of microphones around me. I'm going to have a whole... Now, I talked to you about my other podcast, Overly Blunt, and... I don't, as of lately, John, I don't know. I've, I've been feeling really uninspired when it comes to conspiracy stuff. I think it's because, not to sound like arrogant, but I, I'm not even try, trying to say I figured it out. But in my version of figuring it out is that everything is a hoax. Everything is to take our energy. Everything is to keep us distracted, mad, upset. So I don't like I don't care no more. I don't I don't. I, and then none of us have the answers. People get so set in stone in certain things and theories. And that's cool. You know, let me hear your perspective. But. I've been, I don't know, I've just been feeling kind of, I feel like I'm having the same conversation every episode in different ways. But like this, like when I talk to people like you or certain people, I try to bring out a different, like, you know, let me talk about your journey. Let's talk about how you got to where you got. I don't like to focus so much on a conspiracy no more because like, I, I, I don't know, I'm, before I was so into it, I would like to hear all the, all the different, like, you know, the Bigfoots and the, the water creatures and everything, you know, I, all the all the whole spectrum of conspiracies and now it's just like i feel like i've heard most of them to where even when people bring up new things now it's just like that might that shit maybe that could that could possibly be true but i don't go and start digging like i used to dig when i when i used to come across certain things and so i don't know i don't know what it is so i feel like i just need to i need a balance in my life again i need to start having conversations with i guess we, we want to call them normies you know i, I want to start having conversations with them again because like not everyone i don't know i, I want to cater to all to all, all demographics i don't i want to talk to the truthers like the conspiracy people but i also want to talk to the people that just want to talk about pop culture and stuff that doesn't really matter because i can entertain that as well but now it's like how can i sprinkle truth in there without being too blunt and not get censored i guess in a way you know i don't know i'm, I'm trying to figure it out still when i was chatting with you three months ago i got the impression that you're very self-aware like you know where you're at which is a i think a useful thing to have and what you just said there reminds me of that. Like if you can already see that you're losing motivation to have the same conversations, again, it's this self-awareness. The, the problem is once you realize how much is fake, it can be a bit deflating energy-wise because it's like, 
unless we're talking about stuff being fake, what are we talking about? Like, am I going <laughs> to interview someone who comes along, for example, and wants to talk about mud flood theory? Mud flood theory is very interesting to a lot of people, but ultimately, once you get down to the nitty gritty of the evidence, it's the same problem as official story history, you see? So if you take the skeptical attitude, a lot of conversations aren't going to go very far, which is why you have to do what you're doing, which is talk about people's journeys, which is what I try and do. Like the first hour of my podcast, I really try and yeah. dedicate to who is the guest, what are they interested in, how they get here. More mm. than let's talk about a specific hoax or a specific yes. topic. Because the topics, it's almost like all roads lead to Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ultimately, either there's evidence for it or there isn't. If there's evidence for it, let's talk about it. Most of what people believe in the world, it's not really based on evidence, man. Whether it has to do with outer space, history, dinosaurs, human evolution, yeah. even things that might be true, like different energies and what have you. Okay, someone's had a, an experience that to them is evidence that there is some kind of uh, telepathic energy or maybe a demonic energy or uh, an outworldly energy. Okay, that, that might be a real experience, but I can't test it. You don't, have the yeah. ev- you don't have the demon with you right now for me to talk to, do you? So <laughs> no matter what people are telling you, it's like, okay, could be real, you know? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, and I th- and I, to me, that's when you break out. To me is when you, like, because... I'm able to, like, I don't watch the news, but I, I recently re- uh, returned back to work and they have the news playing in the break room, but I always face my back towards the TV. So I'm never like looking at the screen. I sit on the side where it's behind me, but I'm just hearing it. Sometimes I'll be hearing it. And then when I, when it says, when it says, when it says things that intrigue me, I look, I turn back, I start watching it. And I'm just like, man, it's so easy to manipulate all everyone in the break room, just looking, staring at the TV, talking about numbers and deaths and everything. I'm like, man, it's so easy to scare us. Like this whole thing with the, 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 you know, the fire in the ocean in the Gulf of Mexico. Like that video looks so CGI. So it looks so fake. But everyone, see, you see, they're, they're really trying to kill us. They're trying to do this, blah, 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 this. Then the, 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 the Olympic runner, she gets eliminated for smoking weed. And then everyone has their loose going towards that. And I'm just like, man, it's so easy to distract all of us, man. Like it really is. And before I would get mad about it, but now it's just like, you know what? If you guys want to keep getting fooled, cool. Keep getting fooled. Like I'm not, I'm not part of the foolish being fooled anymore. So I'm gonna just watch you guys react to everything else that's happening because I enjoy that now too. Like, let me see where the crowd's going. Let me see what the herd mentality thinking. And I'm, but I'm able to not get emotionally attached to where it doesn't affect me no more. I don't get upset. I don't get mad. I'm just like, hey, it is what it is, bro. Like. If you want the answers, push well, if, play. If, you let the, if anybody who is out there lets the other people around them get affected by this, I mean, it, you'd be angry all the time, especially now with all these exactly. people supporting uh, vaccines and uh, QR codes to get in places and all this stuff. It's like if if I were to let the masses affect me, I'd be in a bad way because it'd be really infuriating. Exactly. But one of the good things that's come from doing this is I've realized there's nothing I can do about it. I've tried. I've tried my best to do the research and present it in a way that is digestible and understandable. I've tried to share it both online and in real life. I've tried many different things. Guess what? None of it <laughs> worked. So I don't feel responsible anymore. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm part of some army whose job is to spread the truth. <laughs> I, I don't see it like that anymore. I used to when I was younger, like naive, right. but I've, I've tried everything now. Like it's not, it's not, I don't think this is my war. This uh, truth war, it's not my war. So. I don't let it affect me and I try and laugh along. I mean, sometimes things happen where I'm like, man, it's hard to it's laugh like, at yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you, you realize things about, you know, um, the medical system and the way that they treat babies when they're born and 
a whole bunch of stuff. I yeah. don't just want to get into it, but there are certain things when you learn, it's like, okay, it's kind of hard to laugh at this. This is pretty full on, but what am I going to do? Cry? I'd rather laugh than cry. So exactly. I'm going to try and see the funny side of this because the, the, the only other option for me is just to go mad. Hey. I'd rather not do that. I'm too old for that. What I love about your tweets is that uh, you're very sarcastic when you tweet. <laughs> and, and I like it because I think you had a tweet the other day where um, someone was saying, like, you made fun of, like, oh, so you don't think they can just, like, show um, stuff on the news to make us get into lockdown again? Because I think the tweet was saying that we weren't going to be easily to lock down anymore. And you're like, really? You don't think they could just put up images and videos and make us and lock us down again, like, so easy? And I thought it was, and it's true, you know, I, do you think we're going to get locked down again, in your opinion? Well, I'm here in Bulgaria, and we're pretty much open. You still see some people with masks. You have to wear masks when you go to the shopping center, but it's pretty open. My understanding is too, like people can come here for travel from the rest of Europe. And so at the moment, it looks as though everything's going to be okay. Similar to, like I believe, Texas and Florida are pretty open, and like it looks like everything's going to be okay. But we're in the middle of our summer. What are they going to do once it starts getting cold again? Yeah. Are they going to pull the old, ooh, there's a Delta variant or yeah. there's a Sigma variant or a Lambda yeah. variant, right? Are they going to do that? Yes. I think they might do that. So, like, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, they're going to do it. Like, that's not the energy I want to put out there. But if I had to guess, I don't think they're finished yet. I don't think, I don't think they did all of this just to stop. I, look, I don't know. I could be wrong, man. We could be sitting here in six months doing an, a yeah. return show either on yeah. my website or yours, and we could be sitting here going, man, it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. It's party time, man. Yeah. They did it for a year or 18 months, and now it's time to party. Like, I don't know. I've, man, I've given up making predictions. You tell me. What do you think? Because I've, I've given up. I have no idea what's going on. I, w- I want to say yes because they were, they're really trying to push the Delta variant. And again, yeah, the, when the winter comes and more people start getting sick, it's a good way to, you know, maybe close things down again. But I don't know if people will adapt to it so quickly. I think even the people that are most people that are, that are most naive to what's really going on, something in their soul tells them, like, they're lying to us. Like, man, fuck the government. They're going to keep going and being out and about. I think it's going to be way harder to, to get us scared for the fear to, to implement the fear more. Um, I think there would have to be more forced, if anything, but I can see it not closing because they they got a lot of people vaccinated without even man, man, making it mandatory. So if anything to them, it's probably like we made our money, we're good already. You know, let, let's 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 get these people outside again, so we can we can our companies can start making money again, and McDonald's can start making money. I mean, I mean, those never stop making money. But actually, none of the big corporations ever closed down, so I don't think that even matters. <laughs> they kept making their money throughout throughout the pandemic. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where we go because it is 2022, you know, next year. And, you know, based off numerology, that, that back end of that 2022, that 22 is going to be, that's the master destroyer number. And if we know, um, you know, the people that run this video game, they, well, the uh, the bigger video game, um, you know, they do everything based off numbers and, and astrology and all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how to, how it aligns, but I'm not gonna sit around thinking. Well, we will see. The worst. We're, we're on for the ride, aren't we? Like we're gonna find out exactly. one way or another. We're gonna see what happens. Exactly. The thing yeah. with that tweet that you're referring to, what I was saying to that guy was just, if on the TV they tell everyone they've got to do something, everyone's gonna do it, which I believe. The masses, like last year, proved to us the masses can't think for themselves. Last year proved that beyond any doubt. What I don't know is, are they gonna do that? Are they gonna tell everyone? 
go back inside because the variants here. That's what I don't know. But what I do know is that if they do do that on the TV, people will comply. 100% guaranteed. There'll be a few people who won't. Mm. There'll be people like you and me doing podcasts and yeah. a lot of your listeners, same thing. They tweet or they, they say stuff on the internet, whatever. But the masses, the majority of people, we last year proved to us that the masses can't think. Anybody now who's like, oh, no, the, you, the masses, you can't. Okay, that's it. You, you are the masses to me. If you can't see how dumb the masses are, yeah. that just means you're one of them at this point. It's just so obvious to me. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm people don't like me saying that. Let me tell you why people don't like me saying that because they love their family and their friends and their workmates and their colleagues. And many of them hold on to this idea of, oh, no, eventually they'll wake up. I'm like, okay, anyone can believe that. Right. But the, the evidence is that is not the case at all. So now we're not talking about evidence. We're talking about imagination, which is fine. Yeah. But that's not the conversation I'm a part of. If I'm having discussions about imagination, I'm imagining, fuck, I don't even know anymore. It's hard to imagine when you're so skeptical. But I'm not imagining that it's going to be <laughs> some time in the future where people wake up en masse. It's just not going to happen. If it was going to happen within last year when everyone was being told, ooh, there's this thing in China. It's invisible. And everybody's collapsing on the streets. Look at this footage we've got, right? Yeah. Ooh, and I'm like, come on, that's fake footage. That's fake footage. Yeah. Come on. Now everyone's like, oh no. Have you seen people falling over yeah. in China? It's like, hey guys, that invisible thing, it got on a plane and it came to America. And everyone's like, ooh, <laughs> hey, it's okay. The experts say that if we just stay home, shut our businesses, stop going to work, order in Uber Eats and watch Netflix, mm -hmm. the invisible thing is going to leave us alone. Oh yeah, okay. Let's do that. All right. This is when it should have been clear the masses are stupid. Yeah. At that point, it should have been beyond any doubt. We're dealing with idiots here. Morons. En masse. Okay? Period. And everything that we're saying, everything that, you know, Trump and, and I'm, I'm not trying to get into politics, but everything Trump and them were saying about the, the virus that it was from China that was made in a lab, and then the media was saying no, but now, the you know, they're saying that it was made in the lab and it didn't come from the wet market. And it's just like, to me, they do it on purpose. Like, it's always just to keep us confused, especially the people that, used to, the people that you're talking about, you know, the ones that are, that are believing the, the media and the TV. It's just to keep everyone confused because I feel like the power of belief is probably the most powerful thing, like, you know, the placebo effect. So if people are going and getting a, a vax, whether, whether, whether there's bullshit in it, bullshit in it or not, they're going in with the intent that this shot is going to make me feel better and I can go back outside and I don't have to be scared anymore. So maybe that's why they don't get sick because they have the positive, they have a positive outlook on the vaccine. Now, when the news starts saying, hey, you still can get the, you still can get COVID even after the vaccine, you still might have to wear a mask. Now people are like, wait, now they're scared again. You reprogram that fear into them. So if they do get sick again, then now we, uh, we'll blame the vaccine, but then they would think, oh, it's because, you know, it wasn't a cure. They, everything the, the media says, they're going to keep following it. So to me, it's just the power of belief. Whatever you really believe in, if you think you're going to get sick off this, if you think, I, I never got COVID, but I never thought I was going to get COVID either. So I don't know if that plays a part. I mean, I do try to take care of myself as much as I can. I'm, I, you know, I'm very, I don't want to say healthy like that, but I am very health conscious and care about what I, what I put into my body. So... I don't know, man. I think it's just a power of belief and placebo effect. And whatever the media says is gonna is gonna create that that belief into your mind, and then it's gonna become a reality in your matrix. Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the media is helping to spread fear of the vaccines by saying, "Oh, there's been blood mm. clots," and like in Australia, they're saying, "Oh, now we don't want people under sixty taking the AstraZeneca." I think is a story. So it's like, but hold on, 
but you were saying they should take it. Yeah. So you see, what all this is going to do is make the people scared of the vaccine. So yep. why are they doing this? And then, of course, in our scene, in the, the so-called truth scene, yeah. there's a lot of people saying, oh, this virus, this uh, vaccine is going to do this to you. Or it's going to do this to you. And it's like, God, guys, hold on. Do you know that? Because if you don't know that, you're helping to spread the fear now, you see. Yep. So it, it almost seems like we are meant to be spreading fear to each other and a lot of people are falling for it. And I know some people who hear this, they, they're going to be uh, upset to hear me say that because they're the ones spreading the fear. And I'm like, yeah, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Do you know for sure that these vaccines are going to hurt anybody? Because by you putting that idea out there, now if they do get the vaccine, you've helped them to hurt themselves. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Like if you know for a fact that vaccines are dangerous, by all means tell everybody. But do, does any of us know that for a fact? I'm not so yeah. sure that we do. Yeah. I wouldn't go line up to get one, but I, I agree. Like why would you even go? Why would you? Yeah, I'm not lining up to get one either. I'm the same. I'm for me. I, I would prefer not to get it because right. I don't see how it can help me. I don't see how it can help. All it could do is hurt, right? Either it's harmless, in which case I don't need it, or it causes trouble. As far as I'm concerned, I don't. I don't need it to save me from an invisible energy yes. that's out there making people fall fall over in China. Yes. So it doesn't help me anyway. Why would I take it? But in terms of saying to everyone else, oh, if you take it, you know, you're going to die in six months or this. I'm like, why would yeah. I want to do that? There's already people doing that. It's the media. The media is helping yeah. to spread the fear. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to help spread it? I agree. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That's why I, I agree. The media is the much. That, that media got a hold of everyone by a chokehold. We're the most people, you know. If we broke all screens oh, yeah. and phones. And that's the thing, too, you know. Like, people, even when I'm out and about, right, with friends. They're they're bringing up oh you saw that video on Twitter of this happening oh you saw what you saw what this happened over here and I'm like yo we're not even talking about what's going on in our neighborhood like you were here talking about what's going on around the world and we're not even there so I see the way that our cell phones even make uh, uh, create this perception of the reality for us and that's scary and it's just becoming more and more commonplace isn't it like yes. you go to a restaurant and you see parents giving their kids a smart uh, tablet to mm-hmm. keep them busy mm-hmm. and it's like well that kid how is he going to learn uh, common etiquette and how to talk to people if when he's at the table as soon as he gets bored he's just on the tablet and that's not the kids fault either that's it's the not. parents and then i think well it's not even the parents fault yeah. they don't know any better exactly probably yeah. when they were kids their parents dumped them in front of a tv and yes. probably their parents maybe their parents weren't very communicative like it all goes back to something yes. so like i don't even sit there and say oh they're bad i'm just like well it's that's just how it is now and mm-hmm. it's going to get i mean imagine the kids now if they have kids can you imagine what they're going to be doing to raise their kids? Putting VR goggles on their heads when they're eating food and stuff. Like that's where we're headed. So I'm just trying that. to make peace with it. I'm just trying to be like, you know what? This is a clown world. I don't think it's my fault. Although in saying that, there is a theory out there that each of us as individuals has like in a way, how do I explain this? We've played a part in our own world, like mm-hmm. whether we know it consciously or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm very open to that possibility that this actually is my fault. You know what I mean? Not, not, not that your world is my fault. Your world is your fault. But like each of us is responsible for our own world. I am open to this idea that I kind of did this. I know how crazy that sounds. But I don't think that's the case. I'm open to it. I don't think so. I think I'm just a passenger for this crazy amusement park ride, this giant circus ride that I'm on. And I'm just going to try and enjoy it and not worry about it. And so next time I'm at a restaurant and I see a kid with a tablet, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Like that kid has no hope. You know what I mean? Try and see the try and see the funny side of yeah, it, exactly. rather than uh, than worry. Man, yeah, yeah. All you can do is 
yeah, because I, you know, at one point you do get you do get the information. Like you said, you you feel like a responsibility to get this information to other people because we have good intention and we actually care about the greater, you know, the greater society. So, but it gets to a point where it's just like, damn, that it's not meant for everybody. I don't know why it don't click for them, and it was so I it was able to click it click so easy for me, but I can't dwell and and be upset that you're not getting it. Because you're not meant to get it, and I'm not going to be mad at you. I still love you. I still love everyone. It don't matter, though. It don't matter because at the end of the day, we don't have the answers. But something in my gut and my soul tells me what's going on is not right. And I'm done falling for shit, and I'm just going to start creating my own world because I was moving with so much fear in me, thinking that when COVID first happened, bro, I was so like, yo, martial laws coming, this coming, this coming, that this, blah, blah, blah. And nothing, nothing that we thought was going to happen happened. And I'm just creating this fear in my head, and I, and I understand why people why you know some people do it, but they're not able to constantly keep elevating their mindset and keep you know it's okay to change your mind about things. You know I didn't I don't feel the same way I felt when COVID first started. My whole mindset I was so caught up on QAnon, I was so caught up on the world this and everything's and everything is corrupt. But I'm saying I was so caught up in all the pedophilia stuff and. Everything's so crazy caught up into it. And now I'm at the point where it's just like, man, I'm, I'm not focused on that. Like you said, we have no control over it. So why am I going to be upset if I can't control it? And we're not, we're not meant to control it. You know, we're meant to hear. We're, me- we're, we're meant to be here to live and experience this journey. And if it gets crazy, it is ultimately our fault for letting it get crazy. But I'm here for a reason. I'm here to witness this, I guess. And we'll see how it plays out. But I'm looking forward to it now. I'm not here as hiding me in my house like oh, I'm, not, I'm not going outside because it's so ugly out there and the world's so evil because my world is peaceful it's blissful it's heaven i've created that heaven mindset i've created that heaven in my matrix and if that if my, my neighbor don't have a heaven that a, a heavenly matrix i'm sorry i'm sorry you know it is what it is i'll see you next lifetime <laughs> there's nothing more you can do than that and you say that you've been changing your mind me too Six months ago, I honestly thought travel as we knew it was basically gone for good. Like there would still be flights. You could still get flights, but there'd be all the tests to go through. Yeah. And most countries wouldn't open up for tourists. You'd have to be going for uh, business purposes or something like this. Right. I didn't think Europe would open up the way that it has. And now all of a sudden, I actually can go to just about any country in Europe. Okay, I don't want to take the test to do it, but the point is it can be done. Yes. I didn't see that coming. So now I think, well, maybe I got a bit carried away. Like maybe I was a little bit too uh, cynical or negative or whatever the word is with my prognostications. Maybe things are going to open up again. But then again, in six months, I could be sitting here saying, I can't believe I thought they were opening up. They fooled me. It's now even more closed than it was back in April of 2020. You see, like my mind at the moment is so uh, like I'm open to any possibilities from here because I just can't. Like, I don't know what's coming. I just don't know what's coming. And sometimes, whether it's on Twitter or it's on other platforms, when I see people posting as though they know exactly what's coming, I'm like, no, you don't. You know what I mean? No, you don't. Like, are you pretending to the world that you're so confident? Because in your own mind, like, you need to fake it to make it. Like, you're sick of the ambivalence. Because I think that's what it is. Like, the ambiguity, I should say. It's like, as humans, we love certainty. We love it. And right now, I don't think many of us have it. We don't know what's coming. And so... At a certain point, people just get sick of being uncertain. And so they convince themselves, no, I know what's happening. I know what's coming. Whereas to me, man, a lot of my predictions from the last uh, 18 months or last 15 months, whatever it's been, they've been wrong. So now I'm just like, you know what? I don't know, man. I don't know anymore what to expect. 
I hope for the best, plan for the not so good and uh, see what happens. But yeah, I don't know what's coming, man. So my mind, my mind is changing. I mean, even just uh, listening to a podcast today, there's some people I listen to from Florida and they were talking about how their nightclubs have been open for so many months. And when they see that Canada still has uh, things closed in Ontario, I'm like, yeah, like it does sound like Florida is pretty open. You know, I didn't see, I didn't see much of America being open ever again. And, but here it is. I was wrong. Yeah. You know, it happens. Florida. We just don't know what's happening. Yeah. The, the Southern states have been pretty open for the most part, but even here I'm in California, which is very liberal, you know, a very liberal state. And we've, we're, we opened up back everything back up June 15th, you know, no more mask mandates, you know, you're able to go into the store now without a mask. Um, yeah, we're still able to travel, we're still able to do things. So I feel like this is the, the here in the States is really the, um, the, we're getting out of a lockdown, but they are pushing this Delta variant now. They are pushing, um, you know, new, new, just, yeah, all the fear based still. So who knows, you know what they're going to do, but I, I'm focused on, you know, trying to build this this platform up. I'm focused on trying to build my 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 network up. I don't we'll see what happens, you know, and I'll worry about it when it happens. Cause I think so I think what really hurts us most a lot of the times is that we're always living in this being prepared state of mind. You know, stay prepared, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And I don't I me personally, I don't want to live my life like that. And and always trying to prepare for the worst. Why can't I prepare for the best? That's a good question. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's a part of this as well. A lot of us, and this includes me, we are too, too stuck in this idea of, oh, what's going to happen next and just not enjoying what we've got. Exactly. This time's passing us by, man. Like, yes. this all started when I was uh, in, I was in Malaysia when this all started going, like when, when it really got serious, I just arrived in Malaysia. That was 15, 16 months ago. So 15, 16 months of my life is gone. If this goes on for another 15, 16, like all of a sudden that's three years of my life that I never really mm-hmm. became immersed in the now, in the present, which is nobody's fault but mine. It's almost like a test. It's like, okay, guys, if we throw all these distractions at you and give you all of these anxieties about the future, yes. can you just stay on the level in the moment? And honestly, for the last, especially the last six months, I would say no. I would say I've been caught in this little thing about what's going to happen next. You know, I I need to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. It's like I don't get to know. I need to just be Live. in the present, be in the exactly. moment, which I haven't done enough of, honestly. Now that I think about it. And and since I've accepted that I'm not in control of anything but my feelings and how I react to things, I've been moving with so in a, such a lighter. I've been in such a better mood. I'm in a lighter mood. I don't get upset no more. You know, I I've said this many times already on the pod, but I have a friend that she, she you know she she I met up with her the, the, like a, a month ago or something, and she was like damn, Chris, like you, your, your whole vibe just seems way lighter. You move, you feel like, you know, you feel lighter as a person. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't care no more. I was that person trying to shove the truth, the truth that I thought was the truth down people's throat. And it wasn't the right way about going things, you know, just because I believe something and I feel a way about something doesn't mean you have to agree with me. Don't mean we have to look at it the same way. As long as we respect each other, that's that's my biggest thing. Like, don't but don't start clowning me of what I believe in because I can definitely debunk your your reality based off facts too. So don't don't we don't have to play that game because I can turn up on people too. But I don't want to turn up on people no more. I don't care if you don't see it the way I see it no more. As long as you're happy and you're able to sleep at night in a peaceful mindset with you no know, just going to sleep not mad or scared or angry then I don't care what you do in this lifetime, bro. As long as you're moving out here with love and radiating that love to other people, 
keep doing whatever you're doing. I'm no one to tell you what you're doing or how you're living your life is the wrong way. Even if I don't agree with your lifestyle, I don't have to, I don't have to agree with it. But even if I don't agree with it, doesn't mean I hate you. Doesn't mean I don't want to talk to you. Doesn't mean I, I wish the worst on you. It does not. You know, I, we're all different. And I think that's the beauty of humans, that we all see things differently and we look at things differently. And if someone thought exactly the way I thought, that would be weird. You know, <laughs> like it's not, a, we all should be able to have a different type of mindset. 100%. That's one of the cool things about chatting with people on Twitter or on YouTube or whatever. If you can find the right people, you will find people who have thoughts that they've clearly put effort into. They're not just babbling nonsense. Right. But they're coming from a different angle to what you are. And that's, I've been very fortunate these last seven years or so. Yeah, there's been a lot of time wasted with nuff nuffs, people who just had no idea. <laughs> but I've also been very lucky to talk with people who they come from very different backgrounds to me, different perspectives to me in terms of what they think is important, but they've got some idea or some question or something I hadn't thought of. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. I'll go away and think about that now. And that's all been thanks to the internet. So yeah. there's a lot of people out there who have this negative attitude towards the internet. And I'm like, yeah, there are some things about the internet that can be problematic, but look how wonderful this is. I mean, my life has been blessed by the internet and I'm happy to say that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for the internet. I'm, I feel very fortunate. And that's one thing I think, maybe there's a lot of people out there they're not grateful enough for what we do have like yeah there's a lot of things that we wish we had but there's a lot of things that we do have that maybe we just take for granted and the internet and the ability to do what you and i are doing right now yeah to me this is a sensational thing like if i was born in the 50s or 60s or 70s right i'm sure i would have found other things in my life that i enjoyed but i couldn't have done this this would not have been plausible it just wouldn't be possible yeah it wouldn't have been possible but you also think that maybe you would live a life with less Cons like you know less conspiracies clouding your mind and less you know because because of the internet we can take a lot of information so do you think is i feel like everything has a pro and a con but how do you feel about that like the internet has also made us believe things that maybe we shouldn't even be thinking about oh yeah that's a good point and so i think yeah it's a double-edged sword the pros yeah. and the cons if i were born in the 1950s or 60s i wouldn't be who i am today like i think a lot of us mm. we are products of our time and so the person that I am, I don't think this person would even be possible to have been born a different time. Like for me, the person you're talking to right now, yeah. this person was only possible because the internet was there back in 20, just to use 2013 as a starting point. It goes back earlier than that, it goes back to when I was at university. And like even just being a uni student in 2006, 7, 8, 9, that was a different time compared to 30 years prior. It was a different environment, right? Mm -hmm. So the person that, that you're speaking to now, this and not just me, but like you as well. And I think many of the listeners, we as individuals were only possible thanks to the internet. There were yes. certain influences yeah. or things that happened that wouldn't have been possible had we been born another time. And so what I'm talking about here is like conceptually, we, and I'm just saying we as in, maybe some people agree they don't, but certainly for me, I would have only been, this version of me would not have been possible a generation ago. Mm -hmm. The internet had to be there for me to come along, to stumble on something, want to find out more. Suddenly I'm staying up till two, three o'clock taking notes, right? I'm making videos, making podcasts, talking to people. All of this information coming in, spending so much time trying to filter it and then produce something for other people. Even just like my research on the history hoax, mm -hmm. that, re that relies on the internet archive because there's all these books there now. Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of books there. I use some of these books as my reference books for my research, right? That wouldn't have been possible in the past. So the person who is speaking to you now kind of needed the internet. And I think a lot of people 
if they think about it, they'll realize, yeah, whoever they are today wouldn't have been possible without the internet. For better or for worse, yeah. we are products of this time. If you would have told me that I would have been talking to you or talking to this community in 2018, bro, I wouldn't believe it. The 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 amount of souls that I've have met, the beautiful people that I have met because of this podcast, bro, I would have never fathomed coming across all of these people back in 2018. You know, you depending on how you utilize the pandemic or when the ha- when it when it happened, either either you you know, you got low and you got scared and didn't, and didn't do much, didn't produce, or you capitalized off the situation. And it, to me, you know, it, it inspired to start this podcast. I had my other podcast where I wasn't talking. To, it was slowly towards the end. I was talking a little bit about conspiracy stuff. But if if 2020 didn't happen, I probably wouldn't even have gotten into into this into this uh community. I wouldn't have met you, the Human Vibrations, the Brother Bergs, the Murphs. The you know I would have met all these wonderful people that I have met, and to me, that's the fact that I'm able to reach out to people in a different country now and have that have that relationship with them. I would have never thought you know I would have been here. So I definitely agree. We are products of our environment and the internet. Whether you love it or not, everything has a pro and its con, and you gotta just see how you wanna you know how you wanna use it, how you wanna utilize it. So. It's worked out for me, and I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad at where where it's taking us. And if things work out for you, I mean, it depends on what you want to do with your podcast. But if if in the future you do manage to monetize it in the way that you imagine, who knows where the future is going to take you? In that sense, and right. so for those of us who use it for that for that reason or for uh, for that end, that goal, it can be an amazing thing. And like this Airbnb, I'm in, I've never met the guy who owns it. Okay. He just lists it on Airbnb. You pay the money and then the check-in is all done. Like a lot of Airbnbs are done with uh, self-checking. So they'll let you know, here's where to get the key. Here's the code to put on the box to get the key. Use the key to go inside. Uh, here's the Wi-Fi password, whatever. You never even meet the host. And so the, the world is such now that you can run an online business and there's mm-hmm. many different kinds of online businesses. And then you can use the money that you make from that online business to go and live in other people's houses. You never meet the people. And then you can pay via FPOS, never even touch cash for all the foods and drinks and everything that you want. It's a virtual world, we're already in that. Yeah. We're already in that. I'm living a virtual life. Yeah. I spend more time talking to people like you than I do people in so-called real life. Now, recently, because I'm in this city, I've been going out and talking with more real life people and I've been enjoying it. But in that smaller town I was in, I was literally spending more time talking to people behind this blue yeti microphone than i was in so-called real life wow. now some, some people might think that's a good thing some people might think that's a bad thing like that's all a subjective thing but what it is that that is the reality and i think this is going to become more and more commonplace because you're going to find more people who you feel you've got common commonalities with on the internet than you will in so-called real life that's just going to happen more and more and more so again it comes back to this idea of all these people criticizing the internet or bashing the internet i'm like Okay, if that's what people want to do, fair enough. But I'm grateful for it. I am very grateful for the internet <laughs> and for everything it's given me. Yeah, we'll see. Um, if we, I definitely want to monetize my platform. Conspiracy, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it separate because, you know, my other podcast is not really conspiracy based. But 
I want to do both because, like you even said, like I the only place that I can have these conversations with is on here. I'm on the phone with people that are everywhere else. Not I can't just call up a homie that's around the corner or a homegirl that's around the corner. Like, yo, let's come talk about this conspiracy stuff because to them is like so foreign. Like they don't even understand. It's like a whole different language to them. So I love that I have a community that I could tap into where I can ask about, you know, even like astrology stuff, what's going on with the planets and the numbers, what's going on with this, like the dates and everything like that. But then also I do miss talking about, you know, the music and the, and the music industry without bringing up the dark arts, without bringing up sacrificing, you know, they, they sacrifice people for this because even though I know already and I still, I see the patterns, you, patterns are not fake to me. You know, I, when you see a pattern happen over and over and over, it's telling you something. It's a sign there. But, you know who knows if it's if it really if it really works the way I think it works, but it's something fishy going on in the music industry. But I don't always have to bring up the negative things about it. When I'm watching a movie, I don't have to bring up oh, see the agenda. I see it. I see how they're trying to push younger people to have sex. I see how everything's about you know little kids this and you know demonic this, and I see it. But do I have to get upset about it all the time? No. And I've recently gotten back into enjoying the things that I once enjoyed before I knew what I knew, and it was so hard to get back to that. I'm space. glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that because conspiracy subculture can take that away from you. Yes. It can take away your sports because now you think it's all rigged. It can take away your music because yeah. now you think it's all satanic. Mm-hmm. It can take away your movies because now you think it's all programming. Yep. All of a sudden, the hobbies that people have, they they can it can become tainted by yes. all the conspiracy stuff. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to do that. And I think we spoke about this when you were on my show. One of your guests, a lady, I forget what the lady's name was, but she was saying the same thing, that now she can, like she's gone through that phase and now she's out the other side. And I think, was it she saying it was R. Kelly or there was some some musician or some uh, some person which is like, I can, you know, recite his songs word for word and now right. I can enjoy it again because I've gotten past the the negativity. Right. This ne- And here's the thing with the conspiracy subculture that I've learned about it. There's a lot of people here who are here to learn, but there's way more people who are here to complain. That's all they want to do. Ooh. So when they sit there and complain about the satanic music yeah. or the program, Ooh. They're not, they're not saying it as a way to help people grow. They're saying it as an excuse to complain about something. They're the same people if you went out to a restaurant, they'd be the ones sitting there going, oh, this was overcooked or this took too long. They're the same people who if you <laughs> went out to a to a holiday or something, they'd be the one complaining, oh, someone didn't clean this. Like that's all they're going to do. It's not about enjoying the world. It's the opposite of that. Yes. And But if you're around these people too much, suddenly you start complaining. Oh, this music is this, and it. Well, why am I complaining? Yeah, it doesn't make anything better. Show me one time when complaining about any of this stuff made it better. Mm. You can't. It's not a real thing. It doesn't happen. So why take away other people's enjoyment? I say, if you enjoy the music, enjoy it. Yeah. If I enjoy watching sports ball, I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Why? Why should we take this away from each other? And that- I fell for that earlier on. I fell for all of that, but then eventually I realized, hold on. Yeah. Why are we uh, stigmatizing each other's hobbies? This is ridiculous. And I, I was becoming that person. Where every time people play music, oh yeah, but they sacrifice this. Or every time I watch a movie, yeah, but you see this or you see that. He says, and I was that person. I was becoming that person, and it got to a point where it's like I'm making people look at things in a, such a dark manner. They're over here and really enjoying whatever they're watching and listening to, and I'm over here just raining on their parade and bringing a whole dark cloud over them. Like that's so ugly too to do. So I re- I realized like you know what, this ain't healthy. I can't be doing this. I can't be moving like this. You know, and eventually, like now, I'm at a point where. I can listen to what I listen to again. I might, I might hear a lyric where it's like, ah, ah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm way up here to where it's like, I don't get phased by that. 
I see that you're part of an agenda, which is cool, but your music is fire, bro. The beats you pick, fire. The lyrics you're saying, I'm definitely singing along too. You know, so I, I'm I'm just I had to snap out of it and I didn't I didn't want to be that person anymore. So I stopped myself and now I think it's a phase. Yes, I think it it's is a phase a lot of us go through, man. A lot of us go through it. And not everyone is able like again, you've got this self awareness, be like, you know what, I went through that. And then I didn't want to be that. And so I got out of it. You've got that self-awareness. I like to think that I've got it. There's a lot of folks out there. They just don't have that though. If they've spent the last year or five years railing against the music or the sports, they can't say, you know what? Maybe it's time to stop that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm like pissing people. They just can't do it. They're stuck that way. People don't even realize that they're being programmed. They're not even self-aware that they're being programmed. That that's even, that's even crazier to me, you know, because like you said, you have to have some type of level of self-awareness, but when people start saying certain things, like certain opinions and certain like, oh, well, I feel this. And then you, I'm like, damn, you've really been watching the news a lot. You've really been watching Hollywood movies a lot because now you think, it, you know, like every like the like how women think of how a fairy tale and a love story is supposed to go in a love life. Like it just it's crazy. Like you, are, you guys are watching too much reality TV. You guys are you guys are really looking at what the entertainers are doing and following what they're doing without even thinking without even knowing that you're doing it and that that's scary right there to me but it's not just people with movies though is it it's also like in our or i say our scene the broader alternative area i think people do the same thing with videos about and i don't mean to harp on this point but things like the vaccines where if they watch enough videos of people telling yeah. them this is going to kill everybody people are going to start that's collapsing right, yeah. in six months like if people watch enough of that mm-hmm. before they realize it consciously they've actually being programmed with this new belief now those beliefs might be real time will tell but if that doesn't all come to pass if we don't see people collapsing in six months from the vaccine (laughs) are these folks going to be able to walk it back and think how did i fall for that how did i fall for the fear porn again you know what i mean i don't think many of them are going to be able to there's too much you know this word ego there's too much of this um people putting their beliefs as their identity going on and so they're not going to be able to realize, hold on, I was wrong. I was wrong about that. I was wrong. Same, same with all those people who fell for the collapsing videos in China. <laughs> Most of the people in the conspiracy forums I used, they fell for all of that. I was one of the few guys who were saying, come on, people. Some, some people, first of those videos are clearly fake. Okay. But even if they weren't, if this virus is making people collapse, we should be seeing that here. Yes. Where is it happening? Yes. Where is it? Yes. It's not happening. But people fell for it. I've had a few people actually contact me and say, you know what? I was one of those people who attacked you, JLB, for what you were saying. Now I realize you were right. I have had a few people do that, but not many. Not many, like a handful. Yeah. The majority of the people who attacked me, never hear from them again. Yeah, never hear from them. But we will hear from them when they start saying that everyone's going to collapse and die from the vaccine. I'm the one saying, guys, I don't... Maybe, it's possible. It's possible. Because guess what? If that does happen, if everyone starts collapsing and dying from the vaccine... I'll be the first to say, guys, I was wrong. I thought it was probably harmless. <laughs> Turns out everyone's dead. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'll be the first to admit it. But I, my point is, I just don't think most people have that that awareness to, and that um, humility to say, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. I fell for it. Yeah. And that, and that, that accountability too. People don't like being wrong, and I don't mind being wrong, bro. If I if I get presented new information and or new new things come across my plate where it makes me look at it from a different lens it's okay to change your mind it's okay to be like you know what what i thought last year was not it it was it was wrong and now i'm over here and i'm not and now what i've learned is stay in the middle stay in the middle don't pick a side 
Because when you pick a side is when people start pointing a finger. Oh, you're one of those. You're one of this. You're in that group. You're in this community. And that's what people are waiting for, to attack you on when you're wrong. And to me, it's like, I don't care about being wrong. I can be wrong. You know, you can present to me a whole uh, uh, an article and it just proves to me, damn, I, that I was wrong. You know, it is what it is. And now I'm thinking this way. But people don't have that, that, that self-awareness and that accountability either. They don't like being accountable for their, their what they thought was wrong at one point. And we tend, humans tend to be so tribal. So they want you to pick a side. Yes. They don't care if you're on their side or against them. They just want to know where you stand. Mm. So if you are, if they perceive you as against them, they can attack you. The person who's skeptical of the two competing sides or the multiple sides, this person's a real threat to, to their paradigm <laughs> because now they can't put you in a box. Yes. And so there's the truly skeptical path. People are just going to get upset at you. It's like, for instance, with the flat earth stuff, I was like, yeah, I don't believe we live on a spinning ball. But I also don't believe in the flat earth and this bullshit map they're giving us. Okay, that's clearly that's clearly bullshit, right? So I was getting attacked by both sides. Yeah. Most people hate that. They would rather seek refuge on one side and at least they're among their friends. Yes. Whereas there's only a few of us who are saying spinning ball earth, that's bullshit. Pardon my language, by the way. Flat earth, that's just ridiculous, right? So, yes. so I'm, not, I'm not taking a side here. Yeah. And people, most people hate that. And you know what? I've just gotten used to it now. I've been doing it for how long now? Seven years. I've just gotten used to it. It doesn't even phase me anymore. But for a lot of people, it will phase them. It will phase them. They, they, and they need the comfort of being on someone's team. They try. Yes. We are tribal creatures. And, they, and they're the ones that be so quick to say, you can't, you, you can't just you know, be in the middle. You have to pick a side. And maybe eventually we will have to pick a side. You know, what if we're forced to eventually pick a side? You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, it's possible. What you mean, like with the vaccines or something like this? Um, what I mean is, like, say, say chaos does erupt, right? And it's crazy everywhere. Everyone's on survival mode. Everyone's out here, like an apocalypse, right? Let's say the apocalypse does happen, right? Eventually, you're gonna have to pick a group of people that you're gonna, unless you want to just do it by yourself and you know try to you know survive by yourself. But it, in that case, you know, say, say, um a militant group comes to your door or comes to your house and they're like, who's in here? That, like who's in here? Blah, blah, blah. And they come in and they, they, try, they start scaring you. It's like either you come with us or bah, 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 you die. We're killing all you guys. You think you'll get to a point where you have to pick a side. Like you think the BLM people, not even BLM, but you know that the black community, like if stuff does get crazy, you think it'll be all them versus everybody else. And if they, if you're not a black person, just you get shot. Or if you're not a white person, you get shot. If you're not a Hispanic person, do you think we'll have to eventually pick a side or do you, or no that's a good question i haven't really thought about that when i first got into the conspiracy scene i was reading a lot of uh there's this website called zerohedge.com uh -huh. i used to read a lot of godlike productions which is a forum and there's a lot of this kind of collapse of society anarchy everything's gonna go wrong there's gonna be you know um people in cars driving around like Mad Max style, like real breakdown of society stuff. And so I went through a phase of believing in that and I had uh, weeks worth of food and water stacked under my stairs at home. I, I went through all of that. And then when I realized that that was all bull crap, I just stopped even thinking about these right. scenarios that you're talking about. So it's been a long time since I've even considered these things. I don't think there's gonna be a breakdown, but let's just say hypothetically there was. Okay. Bro, I'm in a foreign country. I can't speak the language here. I've got no real friends here. <laughs> if everything goes to shit, I'm a dead man walking, honestly. Like, it's been nice knowing you, but 
but I'm not going to make it to the other side because I've got no, Yeah. I'd be, I'd be in a lot of trouble, dude. And it's a, it's a long swim from Bulgaria back to Australia. I don't think I'm going to make it. So it's pretty much over for me. But for people like you who are actually in your community, yeah, maybe hypothetically you would have to Mexi- choose a clan to go. Mexico with, right here. But not, not me, man. Not me. I'm, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm resigned to it. I've had a good run, 33 years, almost 34. And I guess that's it for me. That's the risk. And, and you know, being more, being more serious, like when you are traveling like I am, you are constantly on your own and, yeah. and things do go wrong. And it's been a huge uh, learning curve for me, learning, you know, how do I deal with things when they go wrong? Because sometimes they do. And you can't just call up your friend to come and help you. Yeah. You can't uh, go and find uh, a person to go and spend time with and just feel better for their presence no you you're on your own and uh yeah i i have already learned on a much smaller scale that if things do go wrong all i've got is me and me versus these people um, yeah. i'm no chance zero chance is it easy for you to uh, meet new people wherever you go to well it used to be what used to happen was in the before times before this pandemic nonsense every city you go to you could find events on facebook or on a, there's a website called meetup.com there's another website called Internations. So there are these different groups you can join mm-hmm. and maybe once a week or in some cities every day of the week, there's an event. It might be a coffee event. It might be right. let's meet up at a pub. It might be uh, let's get together in a park for a picnic. There's always events. And it used to be so easy to meet people. And sometimes they would be locals. Sometimes they would be foreigners like yourself. They would just be people who want to meet up. It used to be so easy. And then, then uh, I arrived in Malaysia and a lockdown happened a few days later. I hadn't had time to meet people. Yeah. And for three months, we weren't allowed to go and do anything. It was it was shut down city, big time. Mm. And so I just had to spend three months alone. And then ever since then, it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to make excuses, but, you know, being social, it's almost like a, an exercise, like a muscle. Like when you're in good good exercise, good practice, mm-hmm. it's easy. But uh, yeah, that time in Malaysia, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I, I have never really gotten back to it. So even though I'm in a city now where you can go out, mm-hmm. Uh, I have been at it a few times. It's been fun, but it's, I still don't feel like I've gotten back into my old habit of, of trying to be social. But to answer your question, can you meet people? Yeah, but it, it used to be a lot easier okay. than, uh, than it is now. It used to be, yeah, it used to be so easy. Like uh, the good old days, man. And, and maybe they're coming back. I, I'm starting to get my hopes up, Chris, that the good <laughs> days are coming back. And I would love to have been wrong. When I was saying six months ago, guys, I think travelers know it's finished. If, if I prove to be wrong about that, yeah, man. Can you imagine how happy I'm going to be? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. My whole life was geared around being able to travel to this country for two months and then this country for three months and then this country for a couple of weeks. That's what my whole thing was geared around. Right. And it got it got spanked by this uh, coronavirus nonsense. Yes. If it comes back, ah, oh, you know, praise Keck Chatelet. I'll be like, yes, thank you. And this time, <laughs> I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm going to enjoy every day. I'm going to be grateful for every day on yeah. God's green earth that we get to do this because mm-hmm. w- when all this was happening last year, I kind of felt like I hadn't been grateful enough for what I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been a little bit mentally lethargic. I hadn't really taken full advantage of all the opportunities. And I kind of felt like it was a big lesson that I was being taught. Like when you get what you want, make the most of it. And and I didn't do that. And now I was stuck in a little studio apartment in Kuala Lumpur, which was, uh, I'll never forget that experience. So if we get a second go at this, Chris, Oh boy, uh, I might even come and visit you in America. I'm going to come and visit everybody I can. While we can travel, man, I'm going to do an American tour. 
save up some cash, man, buy a cheap, shitty car, just drive around for three months. Like, it's going to be epic, man. Mm. But can you see now I'm getting my hopes up? Yeah. See, now I'm now starting to imagine things. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get my hopes up. And I just, I don't want to do that because I know how quickly uh, it can all be taken, yeah. taken away from us. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. People out here, you know, I even see it on Twitter, like, oh, LA's healing or the, the you know, our city's healing because everyone's outside. Like, people miss being around people. And I think if, I mean, it worked for some people, but for the most part, I think it was a fail what they were trying to do. They, they didn't want us to interact no more with people. They wanted us to not be talking to people no more and that love and that, you know, radiating joy and peace amongst each other. And now everyone's outside again bro and it's so beautiful you know like you said it gives you it gives you hope but at the same time you know everything's busy again everything's packed you know i'll be mad <laughs> i saw i think i saw you tweet that a few days ago that you missed the roads being empty was that you or somebody yeah, else that was me. i saw a tweet like that yeah, yeah. man it was like it wasn't it was like it wasn't even like the a busy a busy time of the day you know it was a wednesday and i was running some errands and all the groceries were packed. The mall was packed. The post office was packed. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? Y'all were scared of COVID two weeks ago, and now you guys aren't scared no more. And I had similar things in Malaysia. When they first reopened, almost nobody was going out. So you had entire shopping malls open, mm-hmm. and you could just pick any cafe and get the best seat in the cafe, right? It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But then by the time I left Malaysia, no one was scared of – not many people were scared of this virus anymore. And yeah, it was like, I kind of miss them all being empty. I kind of miss that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm glad that people aren't scared of the virus. But those first couple of months when this mall was, I owned this joint, <laughs> in retrospect, those were kind of good times. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, it's, it's fun. Everything has its pronouns calm. But I'd much rather have people outside enjoying their life again than, you know, be selfish and have the roads to myself. Because it's beautiful, man, to see people really oh. out there just doing things again with their family and, and you should have never stopped, but you know, it is what it is. If you got manipulated by the media, cool. You know, it is what it is, but it's so nice to finally have people, you know, meet up with their parents again or their loved ones again. And you know, the only reason I know is because they post videos, you know, they'd be saying, Oh, if after a year, not being able to see my grandma, I finally get to hug her. And to me, that's wild that you, you know, you let these people not go, let you go see your parents or your grandparents because of the manipulation. But again, you know, it is what it is. They don't, they don't see it the way we see it, and I'm just happy that people are starting to, that they're able to touch who they love again, and that, that, that means a lot to me. I wonder if people, like the regular folks who believed in the virus, if they are more grateful for their friends and family now than they were in the past, mm. like having it, they, in their mind it was taken away by the government or the virus or whatever, are they now spending more time with friends and family now that they can? Because, you know, this could probably be measured, not by you or me, but by the people who run the show. Right. They could probably determine by people's GPS on their phone or what they're tweeting or what they're putting on Facebook. They could probably determine if people are now spending, compared to before, more time with family and friends or less. Mm. And I hope that it's more. I hope people are more, uh, you know, grateful for their opportunities now. But if I had to guess, I would guess it's less. Do you know what I mean? I would guess people have gotten used to not seeing their their friends and family as much you know what i mean like i don't know i'm just speculating here but i wouldn't be surprised if if that six months or nine months whatever it was has permanently affected people because i know it's affected me mm-hmm. you know what i mean i know it has affected me so i do wonder are people back to how they were or is there a lingering long-lasting effect if you get what i'm 
getting at here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it unravels. Or even things like um, having food ordered in, right? Yeah. What do they call it? Here, here they've got Food Panda. We don't have Uber Eats here, but Uber Eats, Food Panda, whatever you guys have over there. I would guess that they're still doing more business now than before the pan, the so-called pandemic. Like now people have gotten so used to using their phone. Right. Like I would guess that those levels are still elevated compared to before. Mm. And the thing is, people do have this information. I don't, but someone does. Yeah. Someone does. Mm. They know. They yeah. know what they've done. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's why I, th- I think like if, if everything starts... You know, I was asked my friend this the other day. I asked him, I'm like, when do you think um, like this stuff will end where we're not under a pandemic anymore? And then, you know, a few years from now, we're like, damn, remember back in 2020 to 2021 where we were locked down and all this happened? Or do you think it's going to get dragged out until the 2030 agenda? Or is it even an agenda? Who knows? You know, like it's it's interesting. The same way, like, you know, 9-11 passed and we, were, we got over it as a as a whole. This we're still under a quote unquote, you know, pandemic. It's still it's still considered a pandemic. But when do you think we'll be out of that? When do you think the chains will be broken? The gates will be open to where it's like, oh, everything's back to normal, like whatever normal is, you know. I don't know. You know, it's interesting to see where it's gonna go in the next few months. Bro, I would be so happy if we're sitting there in five years or ten years and someone says to me, Hey, where were you yeah. during that pandemic? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. I got stuck in Malaysia. I was stuck in a little studio apartment all by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's such a distant memory. We're like yeah. having to jog our minds about it. Like, if I sit here and imagine such a future where this is all just a like a bad dream, yes. I almost have to pinch myself. Like, that's a wonderful thing to imagine. Yeah. Because I've already internalized this idea that this isn't going anywhere. Like, that's how much I've internalized it. But for me, it's like an amazing dream that this is all going to end. So, yeah, I hope that's the case. Like I said to you before, I hope we're sitting there like around a camp. I'm sitting there at a campfire or at a cafe and someone asks me about that time. And and I'm like, man, I was that paranoid. I thought that time would never end. <laughs> I was convinced the travel as we knew it was gone. Like, I, I would love to be sitting there in five years and say I was wrong about all of this. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know any more than you do, my friends. We're going to find out and yeah. we're going to keep being guests on each other's shows in the meantime to yeah. see what's happening in each other's part of the world. We'll stay in touch, hopefully. And uh, definitely, yeah, we'll see in six months, 12 months, two years, we might be looking back doing a reunion show. You know what I mean, <laughs> remember back in, was it March? You were on my show in April. Remember back in April when we first yeah. spoke to each other and we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And I've got to thank you, man, for having me on the show. This has been good fun to talk to you. Man. We, uh, we've got to do this more often. Yes, John. Thank you. Um, before we get out of here, though, I dude, I, awesome work with that studio. It looks fantastic. And next time I'm on, I'll make sure I decorate my place a bit better. This is my uh, Airbnb, and it's all right. It's nice enough, but yeah, it's nothing. Comp- this is this is this is terrible compared to what you've got going on. I need to like buy some banners or something, put them in the background. Yeah, I mean, get I, a proper mic as well. Oh uh, man, it's, I yeah. Let me let me give. You, hold on. Let me see if I can. I have. Oh wow, look at that. You are like a proper professional. You're making me feel like a lazy POS over here. <laughs> no, I mean, All I've got is this laptop. This is my this is my kitchen in this Airbnb. This is a I'm in the living room, which is right next to the kitchen. This is it. 
this is my setup. Sorry to the folks at home who are listening to this as an MP3 and not a video. We're yeah, just yeah, comparing I mean, our, our studios here. I'm not ready but to be. In, in not... my defense. Go ahead. In my defense, I'm a, I'm a nomad. Like, I just move around. I, I need as little stuff as I can possibly have. Whereas you've got that a perfect room to do what you're doing. Yeah, this is, my, worked out. this is my studio room, but... You know, all this was possible because of my brother, you know, he really, he really, he believed in me. He invested into me. So I was able to put something together, but it's always been my dream to get this fixed up. And I really, I love watching podcasts. I, I study the podcast that I watch and you know, I see the equipment they have. And, and I finally was able to, you know, I wanted to bring it back. I I've been out of work since January because I got injured, but I recently went back and I took advantage of that time. And conspiracy started growing so much within the last few months you know just you know with people like you know doing your like even I, people started asking me to be on their shows and that was amazing to me you know because i'm used to being on this side of it and then when people started asking me to be on their pods and the way that conspiracy has grown and like the, the plays and the listens and i see what it's doing and i'm just like wow i'm doing it with so minimal you know it was just audio it's just audio and I finally was like, you know what? It's time to bring back my other podcast. It's time to get this network cracking. I have so many ideas for shows, so many ideas that I want my like my friends are gonna come on board and and and, and give me content as well. And I just want to build this network up. So, you know, I just took advantage of the time off, and now you know I'm almost ready to premiere it. I haven't really start. I haven't shown anybody. I haven't posted anything about it. This is the first time I talk about it on the podcast. You got to see, you know, a glimpse of it. But soon I will be coming to you know everyone's screen. So. Hope they need to just stay tuned. I hope you do, man. And I know that earlier on, like you're not, you're not quite as passionate as you had been. I do hope you stick with it because the thing with doing this, I've been doing it for like I said, seven or eight years. The the passion you go through ebbs and flows. Like when I first found you guys, you and the Black Pill guys and Human Vibration and these other people, that was like such a burst of energy for me. It's exactly what I needed at that time. And it's just every now and then you'll just go through these yes. ebbs and flows, and then you'll find this community or you'll find this person doing this work and all of a sudden, you can't wait to get out of bed and do your next thing, yeah. edit your next podcast or whatever, because the energy comes back. So yeah. I hope you do stick at it, and I hope you keep doing conspiracy in the podcast and oh, yeah. just keep getting bigger and better and stronger. And I think the more the people hear your work, because it wasn't in, when I was going to have you on my show, that's when I went back and listened to several of your previous shows. And that's when I got a better idea of what you're doing. And all of a sudden, I found myself like pleasantly surprised at the, like, at the attitude that you're bringing to it and the questions you were asking. I was like... For some reason, I might have misunderstood what your platform was about. And I think the more the people hear you, the more they'll be like, yeah, I want to hear more of this guy. I need more of it. It's not the typical, you know, truth. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? It's more of this, uh, hey, we can, we can know about this stuff and still be happy. And I think that's so important. Yes. And that's what I, like a show, like like the name of my show and even the name of your show where you're like, we, like mine's called Conspiracy because it's my theories and my, the way I see it, right? And same with you, it's Bonversations. You know, it's your conversation is, is John LeBon, but you, whatever you want to present to it. And I, I think I, I love that because it's still us at the core. You know, it's still, it's still our views and our perspective. And if you don't want to listen, you don't have to push play, you know, but I'm not, I'm not selling anything short to like, I'm not convincing. I'm not, show, I'm not, I want to say, I'm not faking, I'm not tricking people into listening to my show because of um like it's gonna be about this but it's not it's like no you hear the name and you know exactly what's gonna be and my other show was overly blunt so i've been a blunt person but before i was more rude you know it's a difference between being honest and rude and i was being rude i was a very blunt individual i still am but it's, i've learned to how i've learned to just watch my words more carefully and it's how you say it. it's not really what you say and i've learned that so 
Yeah, no, conspiracy is not going anywhere, bro. I love doing this content, but I just need that other balance in my life. I need to, I need to not only talk about conspiracies anymore, because that for the last year, conspiracy is already going on a year. On July, two weeks from now, will be a year that I've been doing this consecutively, consecutively every week. So I've seen the growth in myself from the first episode to where I'm at now, and it wouldn't have been possible if I just stopped. So I'm. This is never going anywhere. This has given me. This has given me a small audience that I can definitely capitalize off. That I can definitely monetize off. So I'm forever grateful for everyone that's come on my show. All the people that have had me on their show. Because my other podcast was not doing this. It didn't. It was the ball didn't get rolling this quick. And conspiracy to be doing what it's doing with just MP3 audio to me is like wow. People care about this type of content, and I know I'm bringing a whole different side, a whole different angle and perspective to this conspiracy community. I have a whole different swag and a flavor, and I'm, I'm just different. You know, I'm me, so I know what I bring to it. I see when people listen and they, and they take certain elements from my show, and I see the inspiration that I brought to this community. So whether you can call that cocky, confidence, whatever, you know, I see what, I, what I'm doing, and I just need that diff- that balance in my life, so that's why... I have to bring back my other one because it's not all conspiracies in my life. I don't just, I'm not, that's the only thing, that's not the only thing that I'm into. Dude, I love to hear that. And that's an excellent way to round out this show. I want to thank you so much for having me on the show, man. And I've managed to get through it. It's uh, it's hot, 30 huh? something degrees here. And I had to turn my air conditioner off to do this recording. And it is so hot <laughs> in here. And so if, uh, if I've struggled I needed to take a glass of uh, water during the show at all. Uh, thank you for bearing with me, yourself and the listeners. But this has been a lot of fun and hopefully we can do it again soon. And uh, thank you again for being on my show. I'll give you a link for your listeners. If they want to listen to our interview from okay. uh, April, they can just click the direct link. Don't have to join my site. It is, okay. My site really is a very niche thing. Like you want to you want to hear a lot of my stuff for free before you sign up because it's we're crazy. We're, yes. Not we. I can't speak for all the members there, but me. I am off the reservation, man. I am really just uh, in a different world. Yes. So listen to Chris and I, that call for free. It's on the house. And uh, if the listeners do listen to that, I'd love to get their feedback on that. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'll be out there listening to you. I'll be out there listening to all the conspiracies. And yeah, I'll be back here whenever you invite me. I'll be here. It's I'm looking forward to it already. Thank you, John. I appreciate you. And they can definitely check you out at johnlabon.com, correct? on the bond.com and there's a ton of free content there so like i said people should just check out the free stuff first a lot of podcasts a lot of videos a lot of articles i cover so many different topics right the world that we live in is so full of deception and a lot of us assume that someone else is double checking everything turns out almost nobody's double checking anything whether it's history dinosaurs human evolution things like diamonds you know people spend thousands of dollars on diamonds because they think they're mines from the ground guess what I've got the evidence. I've got the documents. Those diamonds don't come from the earth, okay? It's a long story, but these are the kinds of topics Ooh. I look at. And I just spend hours and hours trying to find the evidence. What is the truth of the matter? And more often than not, it turns out that I have been fooled and I just want to share what I find with people. And there's about 100 members on my site now. About 100, it varies sort of wow. give or take five. But it always seems to be around that number for some reason. It'll go up and I'll be feeling like, yep, next next stop 150 and then it will drop back down and i'll be like oh no hope it doesn't drop to 50 yeah it'll bounce it's just a weird like oscillation but it's about 100 people we've got a discord server and we're all different not everybody agrees on everything but the, the main thing we have in common is it's just people who know that we're being lied to but don't want to be downers about it because so much of the scene is and this is why your show is so refreshing because it's you, you seem uplifting you know what i mean mm-hmm. a lot of people out there 
maybe not your maybe not your people like human vibrations of black people they 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 also like they're happy okay but yes. the scene i came from there's a lot of people who just didn't seem happy and so we kind of broke away from that and we're just trying to enjoy our lives and we discuss all kinds of things and that's at johnlebond.com so like i said i'll give you the links to our call and people can check that out and hopefully they enjoy it thank you john i really appreciate you for coming on coming on my show and taking the time out thank you so much thank you so much man thank have you a, have a blessed day man stay safe Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was John LeBon. Another great episode. And I just want to tell you guys real quick, Chris Bruce, he's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I'm forever, I'm forever grateful for what, what what has been done with Chris Bruce. And I'm going to continue, guys. I'm going to continue to give you guys Chris Bruce episodes. I might even have to turn it up a notch and start doing some other type of conspiracy type content. But and keep it under this, the Chris Bruce umbrella. But. Like I was telling John, you know, I need that balance in my life. I've I've said this I've, I've said this many times on my on other people's pods on previous pods of mine. I feel like I repeat myself a lot in this in in, in this podcast, but it's true. You know, I have been feeling unmotivated because I need something else to talk about. I don't always want to talk about conspiracies. My life does not revolve around conspiracies, but I know that I put myself in that box. I did that to myself when I embarked in this in this journey of conspiracy i know i did that the name the podcast name itself they gave me the name conspiracy at work because i was talking about conspiracies all the time this is when covid first happened i felt like i had a lot of conspiracy stuff in me i had i was already learning i was already on my journey but i would never share it i would never speak on it but as soon as covid happened it was like oh it's time to turn up it's my turn to come to bat because I I was like this is I'm not surprised you know I already knew about I had already known about the elite and the NWO and the synagogue of Satan and the Jesuits I was already informed with certain groups of people that were running this this world so when this had started happening I was on that narrative of oh it's to make Trump bad you know it's, it's election year they want Trump out of office they need him out so let's get him with this pandemic and that's the way I I looked at it but I was boxing myself into just talking about conspiracies and stuff like that so it initially went from me starting the conspiracy to talk about politics and keep people updated on what's going on in the world because I thought it mattered at that point. And then it went from that to, and if you go back and listen to conspiracy, the first few episodes were solo episodes. I guess we're only going to be sprinkled in. And then eventually it got to a point where I decided to make it a guest-based show to have different people and, 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 and talk different types of truths or perspectives of this conspiracy stuff. So then it it went down a whole different timeline, the this, this show. And I'm forever grateful of the direction I took on this because I was able to meet people like Fao Lazul. I was able to meet people like Human Vibration that I heard on a podcast that I was very into, the Tim Fall Hat Pod. You know, I was able to talk to Amita, Clyde Warren. I was able to talk with members from the GG33 community, which would be, you know, Metal Rooster. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Uh and then number mechanics. I was able to talk with the um, MLO MLO ML zero three three eight. I was able to talk with all these people. I was able to find new information. You know, I would I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even touched this this the surface of this on conspiracy. The only episodes that I really touched on conspiracy stuff was no actually towards the end of the season I kind of started speaking more conspiracy based stuff. But even my last episode, the last episode I did of, of Overly Blunt season two was called A True New Year. And that was featuring Alicia from Pachamamas. And we talked and and she was so more in, in, in um she was more in she was way more aware of what was going on than I was at the time. And but the thing about me is that when I get passionate about something, I I dive all the way in. I go all in. 
So I went all in on this conspiracy shit. I started learning all the different types of things. You know, I was into the the the, the Freemason rituals and the sacri- the sacrificing of the of celebrities and sport athletes. And I'm not saying, and it's not it's not that I go back on what I believe to where oh that's not happening, it's not fake. No, something definitely happening. You know, I don't, but it ruffles people's feathers, and I like doing that, but I don't want to do it all the time. There's de- patterns are definitely real. Every time a celebrity gets big or they get a new endorsement or they get a new deal, they get signed to a team and they get all this new contract. A mom dies, an uncle dies, a brother dies. You know, all, every time, every time. Now, I don't know if it's like they they actually ask the person like, yo, who do you want to give up? And we're going to go, you know, for this, for this check. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works, but it's just funny how it's always there. It's always there in our faces. But... Am I going to react to that and always get upset? I Like I said, I put myself in that box of reacting a certain way to things and getting upset about certain things. And I don't, I didn't, I've been stopped doing that, but I didn't want to take that route anymore. So now, like I was telling John, I've told a few people, I feel like I'm having the same conversation on this pod over and over again when it comes to certain things. Like in my, every episode, we're going to talk about how the media manipulates us. Am I going to talk about how um, this world is what you want it to be or how, the way you look at it is what you, what it is and the way, you know, I feel like I'm saying the same things in different ways and I mean, if you're listening to this, you, you obviously enjoy the content so I appreciate you. Thank you so much for still being, for listening and still being subscribed to Conspiracy if you're subscribed. But I have I have more that I want to talk about. I have more to offer. I have I have a different side of me too. I like to joke around. I like having fun. I like to talk about you know whatever you know. I, I don't just want to talk about this truth and and this enlightenment and awakening stuff. You know, I I really don't. I'm being honest. I have so many sides to me. I want to go talk to um like people that vend that are, that are vendors right or barbers. You know, on Overly Bun, I and I, I had a bottle service girl. I went from a barber to a bottle service girl to a vegan chef to a realtor to an artist. Like, I miss interviewing people that do music. I, I want to do all this stuff again. And I'm going to. You know, that's why I've been working on this on the studio. It's almost ready to, to premiere to you guys. I keep saying soon, 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 blah, 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 blah. I know I hate saying soon, but... Again, it's not that I want it to be completely perfect. Well, I do want it to be perfect, but perfect in my eyes. Whatever's perfect to me is what I mean by that. Not to anybody's standard, but to my standard. And it's almost there. I'm 90% done with this studio. I'm 90% done with um with what I've been working on. And I really can't wait to share with you guys. Just the, all the new, not even, I just can't wait to start this new chapter. And hopefully if you're listening to Conspiracy, I can get you on that side, too, to have some fun and lighten your mood and not always be talking about conspiracies and spirituality and stuff like that. Now, it's this like this stuff is important to me, like spirit, being spiritual and astrology. Like, to me, I still enjoy those things. And it's and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to stop doing this, this type of content. Trust, I'm not. But your boy needs some balance in his life. And. I just got I got I got so many different ideas that I want to do, so many different shows that I want to do, so many so many other conversations that I want to have, so many other people that I want to talk with as well. And I want to and I miss doing things in person. I miss when when I was doing overly blunt and I wasn't ta- I wasn't zooming. I wasn't talking to people 
in different states. I wasn't interviewing people in different countries. John's calling in from Bulgaria. You know, like, that's wild to me. Um, Caesar Apollo called in from Italy. TT90 called in from England. Like, Rambo from the UK. Like, it's 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 so wild to me. Like, like it's so fire. But when I was doing Overly Blunt, people were pulling up to my studio from L.A., from the high desert, from just surrounding areas. But people were coming to me and having that connection with them and that interaction with them and talking about what they're into and their journey because everyone's journey is different. It don't matter if you don't have an awakening journey. How did you get into music? What got, like, how did you, what was, where's the final love? What's your goal in this shit? Like, I just want to talk to different walks of life. And I feel like I love this community, but I want, I need to spice it up. I need to mix it up. And it can't always be about, well, to me, in my opinion, it, it can't always be about conspiracy and spirituality and quote-unquote truth-telling. I miss entertainment. I miss pop culture. I miss not talking about music without talking about the dark arts and who sacrificed who. I miss talking about films and and, the, and not bring up programming. Now, and when I start this, when I start the OB podcast, the Overly Blown podcast again, we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe I still would want, I'm still going to be sprinkling truth in it. Who knows? I mean, maybe the, my co-hosts that are going to be on the show with me, maybe we'll get into it about certain things because we all have, to, we all think differently, but I think that's what's going to make this show great. So you guys just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you. I love you. Find that time out of the day to love yourself and appreciate yourself. And I'm really trying not to, I've been in this, I don't want to say I've been in this funk, but I kind of just, I'm, I'm trying this new thing where I don't bitch about life and complain about life because it's so easy to sit and complain about whatever you're upset about because it's not going your way or money things or, and I get it. But at the end of the day, you're the only person that can change your life. You're the only person that can, that can take that next action to change your whole timeline. Now, maybe all the decisions I've made in the past have put me in this timeline, not being smart with money as I once was. You know, I did start getting a little bit, like, I started just spending money too much, you know? I started shopping a lot with, you know, when I was talking to somebody and I, when I was dating someone, spending money doing shopping and you know, thinking that relying, relying on my savings because I didn't have to work, you know, just having that arrogant attitude where I don't need to work. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, at the end of the day, my parents got me and that's so, it's such a, a whack way to think. And it's not a real, I'm going to just, it's not an alpha way of thinking, you know? So I really got to change. I'm the only one that can change my life. I'm the only one that can, that can change the timeline in my life, but bitching and complaining about it. Even if, even if you are quote unquote venting, you know, I know we're all humans. We all have emotions. So you got to go through the emotion and eventually move on, move on from it. But I'm not going to complain and bitch about that shit because I'm not going to change nothing. And it's going to get me more upset and more mad. And I'm going to just start dwelling on shit more. And that's not a good thing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to create that in my head. So shut up, Chris. Keep it to yourself. You know how you feel. Don't let it get to you. Do fucking change your life. And, and no one's going to come and change it for you. So I know that and I realize that. So I'm just, I'm just focusing on... Just a, just a lot. I'm not saying a bunch of crazy shit happened in my life, but it's a lot of things that's really. It's so easy to keep me distracted from doing what I want to do, from starting what I want to start this pod and doing all this stuff, you know, because I don't have the quote unquote money to do certain things, and I just can't think in that. I just can't think in that uh, non-abundance mindset.
you have to think in an abundance mindset. And I know that. I know that. And I got to get rid of that little doubt that's in me. That little voice in me that said, no, Chris, you're not. that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for you because it's still there. And again, I'm human. So I hear it. But if you don't ever start some shit, you're never going to know how, what happens with it. You're never, you're ne- never going to be able to perfect it. And shout out to Healing with Nicole. And shout out to you, Nicole, because... I was listening to your season finale and I want to say I'm proud of you for even completing your first season and getting over those nerves of recording and and speaking your truth. Like, I'm so proud of what you've done. But I've been, you know, when she was saying on there that she's she's kept herself from pursuing certain projects that she wants to do because of perfection and wanted to be perfect. And that's kind of where I'm at with it now. And you have to just perfect whatever you're doing once you start it. Just start. Just fucking start. And I get that. But again, there's still that little doubt in me. And shout out to her also for doing the, for, you know, for the 21 Day of Abundance Challenge. You know, I was I participated in it. I ain't gonna lie, Nicole. I'm sorry, but I stopped around day 18. I kind of fell off the last three days. I know. I know. But I was just dealing with some, you know, just, just some. Again, I don't want to complain and bitch about shit. It don't matter. It don't matter what I was going through, but I just didn't get to it. But I, that that challenge itself, you know, it made me realize that I still have doubt in me. It, was, it made me self-aware that, yes, we're talking about abundance, and you got to live in an abundance mindset, and you have to just speak the things you want into existence and put action into it. But there's still that doubt in me that's like, are people going to fuck with this? Are people going to sign up? Will people buy the merch? Will people buy this? It's still that thought in me, and... You can't live like that. You can't think like that because you're going to block what's meant to happen. That little, like what I was speaking earlier with, with John, that power of belief, that placebo effect. If you're thinking you're not, it's not going to happen the way, like if you already have a little bit of doubt, you're going to, that doubt's going to create into reality. You're going to really have some doubt and that's not good. It's not good to have doubt. I don't want to have doubt. I, want, I need to believe in myself and I do believe in myself, but I got to believe in myself even harder. But so shout out to Healing with Nicole for real, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you for introducing me to Reiki work and to Reiki, I mean to energy healing, and just and just giving and me and making me open minded to open minded to healing as a man. So I already extended this this um this outro. <laughs> but shout out to everyone that's listening. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for pushing play. If you made it to the end, of the, if you make it to the end of the episode all the time. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate your support. Share it with a friend. Share it with the with a partner. Share it with whoever you love. And if they, you, if you think they'll be open minded and, and like this and like this type of content. And if not, just wait for my other shit. I got you guys. All right. So thank you so much, man. I'll see y'all next week. I'm out of here. Chris Piercy. Folders in your bags, it's the end of class. Good looking, Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And grab your folders in your bags, it's the end of class. Good looking, Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And